Praise be Jesus Christ. Please be seated. My text this evening is from the Gospel just read, where Jesus tells us to eat his body and drink his blood, instituting for us the Holy Eucharist. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this evening we celebrate a liturgy which commemorates three things. Institution of the priesthood, thereby having the Eucharist, and of course, the tale of Christ in the garden. It's a joyful situation, but also sad. For it's his farewell address as he gets ready to go to his passion, death, and of course, resurrection. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, this is also a very meaningful feast, especially for you, my brother priest, and I'm offering my divine liturgy this evening for them, and because uh, they suffer from uh, a lot of abuse, not only from their parishioners, uh, but also from the public media. So this holy day, which is so holy and uh, sacred to the priesthood and to the people who love the Eucharist, and they love their priests too. They started out with a news story of talking about naughty priests. And they knew this was a holiday, and they knew what very much they were doing. They're trying to undermine the church. Sin and naughty people is not news. And they are hypocrites that preach these things and call, think these stories are newsworthy. There's no profession that doesn't have its difficulties. Be it teachers, doctors, lawyers, Boy Scout leaders, all these things. Why they choose to uh, point out all the difficulties of priestly behavior is beyond my imagination, except they are attacking the very ground of the Catholic Church, which is the priesthood. How naughty of them. How naughty of them. They will answer for this before the tribunal of God himself. But I want to concentrate not just that I'm praying for priests this evening, especially my brothers who are ordained with me and my brothers who serve with me in the Aparchy. I tell you, they're good men. I tell you this, what would you do without them? The world would sink worse off than it is. The priest, God says, God, he sent his son, his son is the high priest, and he gave us the Eucharist. So we would not be lonely on the earth without the presence of divinity. And so this evening, you are prepared, receive the Holy Eucharist. In the Holy Eucharist, under the appearances of bread and wine, is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. That's the dogmatic teaching of the church and the foundation of Catholicism. And of course, if you want to attack, just 
destroy a structure, you try to attack it by attacking its foundation. You don't talk with the door or window or the roof, you just go down and go to the foundation and knock it down. They are the worst of people who do this and they're paid for it. How sad for our civilization. If a brother is in trouble or a sister or one in need, at least we Christians believe should help them. And if a priest or a person is in trouble, we try to say kind words to them, ask them to reform, and return to life in the Holy Church. The Church is the body of Christ. The Holy Eucharist feeds that body on its journey towards a heavenly goal. And all of us are reasonable men and women, no lie, know that this life on earth is temporary. And they're trying to take away from us the means of eternal salvation. How naughty of them. I rejoice this evening with the beauty of the Holy Eucharist. God created everything from the soil, created Adam and Eve, created Our Lady, St. Joseph. Our Lord came from Our Lady, from the soil, bread and wine, especially around here, the fruit of the earth is taken, baked, put into the liturgy. The words that Jesus gave us, take this and eat this, this is my body, this is my blood, are set over them. The Holy Spirit comes, and he descends upon those gifts, and they are no longer bread and wine, but the body and blood of Jesus Christ. This is the heart of what God's doing for us and continues to do in every divine liturgy, regardless of what right you belong to. This is what is the building stones of the Catholic Church and any apostolic church and the way to the kingdom of heaven. I will not keep you a long time this evening because we know the liturgy is a little longer. Some people don't realize that they can do nothing better than pray. They don't really appreciate the beauty of the liturgy, but you do. And you know we are never closer to God on earth than we are at the holy table and when the Lord brings down himself the invocation of the, the bread and wine oh, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. What do we receive when we go to receive the Holy Eucharist? First of all, we should be prepared. All those sinners out there, if you should be going to the Eucharist or not, and they're pointing out everybody else's sins, they should go to the sacrament and confession and cleanse themselves by prayer and fasting, and then approach the holy gifts. And they will bend largely from these holy gifts, receiving the body and blood of the Lord, and will assure them on their journey towards their heavenly kingdom. And when Christ sees them in the kingdom, he said, he's going to say to them, Welcome, my brothers and sisters. He said, I've fed you for many years. I prayed for you. I fed you in my own body and blood, and now you are with me in your glorified body. How beautiful, how holy, 
hopeful. We live in a pessimistic world because people have nothing to believe in. And when you tell them the truth, they don't want to hear that because they have to reform their lives. You cannot receive the Eucharist without living a disciplined life, without a, a skinic, ascetic life. And it's a problem where everything wants to be. In our society, want, oh, just Jesus loves me anyway. How do you know that? You know he loves you if you do his will. You know he loves you if he comes to in his body and blood. You know he has a place for you prepared in heaven. He doesn't ask a lot, but he had, can't help you if you won't help yourself. That's the tragedy of the thing. And we're losing many, many people because they don't want to help themselves. They don't want to listen. They want to party, get a lot of money, uh, have a lot of trinkets and stuff. I have a lot of trinkets. I don't need them, really. I enjoy them while I have them. I'm going to depart and leave them here for somebody else to get rid of. Interesting. But I'm not going to depart and leave here the grace and the priesthood, the food from heaven, the Holy Eucharist, that God has fed me on all these years. All that grace, all that love, all that openness to the covenant as the covenant as the gospel said this evening has been with me. I do not say that I'm the perfect Christian. I say I'm a sinner. But even a sinner like me has a God that loves him, that feeds him on his body and blood, who forgives my sins and gives me hope of eternal life. Whether you're sick, you're young or old, whether you're knowledgeable or not, You've been baptized and chrismated. It was for a very reason to receive the Eucharist. When I was talking to Father Michael when he was getting ready to be ordained, I said, dear Father, it's not going to be easy, but there's one thing you can do. Hold on to the altar. Hold on to the altar all your priestly days. I didn't just mean celebrate the Eucharist, which he does. I'm telling you, he can go there and offer his pain, sorrow, and his mourning, and his fear, and his struggles to run the church, his disappointment in his brother Christians, and put it on the holy patent. And when the priest brings the gifts to the altar, you can do the same. She carries the patent, the altar with the blessed bread and wine that will be soon consecrated. And you are there on that patent. You are there in that bread. You are there in that Eucharist when it's celebrated. Because you too are the body of Christ. And how did you become the body of Christ? By receiving the Holy Eucharist. You and the Savior are one. And he loves you dearly. Every day. Even in the worst day, the Savior still loves you. Every day, if possible, you can either make a 
receive the Holy Communion, at least here in the monastery. Only on Good Friday we do not receive the Eucharist. Every day you have a companionship in all you suffer, all you worry about, all you desire. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the God of heaven and earth, and who feeds us on his body and blood. What more could you ask for? What greater blessing? What great huge thing on earth could you have that you could say, I am ready for eternity because God is with me. He dwells in my heart to the precious gifts he's given me and communion with him. He will not forgive me that I have that communion when I, as a sinner, realizing how poor I am, enter the doors. And he says, Come to me, you blessed of my Father, for you have eternal life. You are born of the soil. You kept the faith. You suffered sorrowfully but willingly. And you bring me gifts, the beautiful life, of a Christian who's been fed all the days of his life on the body and blood of the Lord. So who do I see when I look at you? I see on your face, the face of Jesus Christ, your brother, the great high priest, who brings you to this glory. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.